When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to In Conversation, a Dub Lab podcast where each week we will bring you interviews from the Dub Lab Radio Archives. Good morning from Los Angeles. This is DJ Hashim and I'm Akiko of SunEye Radio. We're doing a special takeover on Dub Lab. We have a very special presentation with the one and only Akiko Yano from Japan. She is known in her native Japan as a piano virtuoso and pop icon. And we're going to be uh, privileged to interview her today. She's, she's had over 40 years in her career as a musician. She's combined classical music, rock, jazz, electronic music, and traditional Japanese, Japanese music to create pop music like no other. There's a fine balance in her music with unforgettable pop melodies with extremely avant-garde elements that you don't ever hear in um, music from other pop, pop artists in the West. She's worked with everyone from Yellow Magic Orchestra, Anthony Jackson, Steve Gadd, David Sylvian. Her music has appeared in TV commercials, TV shows, films. Um, and today we're going to get to ask her about her early releases that are being reissued right now. And we're also going to be playing some of her songs. So, um, Yano-san, we're so honored to have you today. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Great. Good morning. How are things in New York right now? New York is um, just around the corner of a welcoming spring. Great. So we just said. Okay, so um, to get right into it, um, uh, so we wanted to ask you about your background so mm-hmm. you were born uh, originally in Tokyo, but I think you grew up in the Aomori Prefecture, which is uh, the northern part of Japan. So what yeah. was it like growing up in Aomori, and how did you get into music there? Well, Aomori is not a, a big city like you know Tokyo or in New York. Um, so it's, it is like a, growing up in you know in a suburbs, mm-hmm. and uh, well the transportation system um, was not really advanced um, in the 1960s. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, um, I think of the radio, listening to the radio mm-hmm. and, the, and the FEN, which is Far East Network for the uh, American uh, military thing. Mm-hmm. The, those are big sources um, to get a new music. Okay. Yeah. As a child, were you listening more to Western music or were you listening to Japanese pop music? What, what kind of music were you into as a child? I was totally uh, getting into Western music mm-hmm. and, and also, you know, classical. And, uh, hmm, yeah, um, I, although I was in Aomori, mm-hmm. uh, famous with the uh, Japanese folk Miyo. Mm-hmm. Area, but uh, I never listened to oh, those. Really? Yeah, <laughs> very interesting. Okay, what, what what kind of bands or artists from the from the West were you listening to? Um, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. 
the monkeys. Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and and also uh, I listen to a lot of a uh, um, uh, rhythm blues. Okay. And, and the you know and the blues mm-hmm. music, uh, mm-hmm. which is really rare um, to listen to a you know ten years old girl. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. then the. A lot of uh, American top forty. I see. Yeah. Okay. So I think you. So you started playing piano when you were in high school in Elmore. No, I I started at age uh, at three years old. Wow. Okay. This mm-hmm. did you want? Did you start because you wanted to, or did your parents make you start uh, make you play piano? Well, think of the three years old. It <laughs> might not be uh, you know initiated by me. Mm-hmm. I'm young. Uh, my whole family uh, really loved music, mm-hmm. so mom wanted me to play something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, but you did you fall right in, right right away in love with the piano? I think so because of, since th- three years old, mm-hmm. I have never been tired of playing uh, music. I see. And making music. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard that. Um, when you practice piano, you're very rigorous in your training, and you actually placed razors in between the piano keys to improve on your accuracy. Is that true? And wasn't that dangerous? <laughs> yes. Well, it it was true. Actually, one wow. of my piano teachers is really extreme, and she really wanted me to discipline mm-hmm. of uh, the, to making a form of uh, uh, right. Um, uh, right way to put the fingers on the piano, mm-hmm. and I was so lazy, and I, I didn't <laughs> pay attention much. So she uh, <laughs> put this, um, those, you know, uh, those things the in between. Yes. Wow. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> well, it, it worked. <laughs> it worked. Okay. That sounds very dangerous. Probably wouldn't do that today. <laughs> Well, today that would be our uh, news. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> should be on the news. Yes. So um, I also read that. So in high school, you dropped out of high school and then you moved to Tokyo to play jazz um, at a legendary jazz club called Aoyama Rob Roy. But so, how did you get into jazz, and how were you able to start playing professionally at such a young age? Um, I was fascinated to listen to jazz when I was. Uh, I think it was 12 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I immediately I thought, wow, this is it. This is what I should pursue. Mm-hmm. And uh, and eventually it was um, um, in the true sense of, uh, you know, improvisation. Mm-hmm. That's the thing I really wanted too. Mm-hmm. And um, um, so I picked um, Aoyama Gakuin who has a um, uh, jazz club for you know high school students mm-hmm. and um, I, I joined it then um, slowly I got into a, a more you know jazz world mm-hmm. to jazz clubs and uh, um, getting know of jazz musicians mm-hmm. and like, yes wow okay um, so from there um, uh, I think you became an early member of Harumi Hosono's Tin Pan Alley. Could you tell mm-hmm. us? Could you tell us about how you got to know 
Hosono-san and how that relationship started and how you started working together? Um, I was a fan of him and his music a mm-hmm. lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, when I made the, the first uh, single record before Japanese Girl, mm-hmm. that was... Um, um, I, I asked the producer to uh, use um, those guys from Timpanelli, mm-hmm. and um, and that's the time I met my you know, first husband, mm-hmm. Amako the Colonel, and uh, so uh, we played at the studio, studio, and uh, immediately we felt the bond. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was uh, that was the first time. Yeah, I see. So uh, you were a member of because uh, I don't. I'm not sure if I remember seeing your name on the credits, but you. So you were a, a member of Tin Pan Alley in the beginning, then. Not at the beginning, mm-hmm. but um, you, you know, Tin Pan Alley is uh, kind of you know collective mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. musicians, mm-hmm. a group of musicians, mm-hmm. and uh, the core members are. Um, Hayashi Tatsu and Shigeru and uh, Haruomi Hosono and uh, mm-hmm. first um, um, the Masataka Mastoya, mm-hmm. those you know four people. But um, mm-hmm. we we have more people in that group. Mm-hmm. Okay, so th- for those of you who don't know and you're hearing all these names for the first time, Tin Pan Alley was a very legendary Japanese pop and rock group. Um, led by Haromi Hosono in the seventies, and if you if you're into any kind of rock or pop music, you definitely have to listen to this record. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, going on to uh, the next question. So, from there, um, how did you guys end up recording your first album in 1976, Japanese Girl? So, you were working with Harum, uh with Hosono, and did that lead into this record? Uh, yes, um, I was thinking. Um, to make a you know first record, I I thought it should be uh, um, hmm, it should be really unique, mm-hmm. and it should represent the whole uh, Yano Akiko back then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, I decided to uh, divide um, the record an A side and B side. Mm-hmm. Um, and a side for uh, American side, mm-hmm. I, I, and the B side for Japanese. And so <clears throat> to uh, fill the Japanese side, uh, the Harami and those Timpan Alley people contributed uh, very much. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So yeah, as you were saying, so the A side of the record you recorded with the band Little Feet, and mm-hmm. the B side you recorded with Timpan Alley and other Japanese musicians. So yes. could you talk about um, why you decided to work with Little Feet? Were you a big fan of theirs? I was, uh, but I only know just one record, mm-hmm. uh, uh, their record, uh, which is uh, Dixie Chicken. Mm-hmm. It's a great, great record. And uh, uh, when I listened to that, I immediately thought it should be really great to play with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it was a, you know, just a hunch, mm-hmm. but it um, eventually it was true. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. What was it like, actually, you know, coming to Los Angeles and working with uh, an American band for the first time? 
Um, it was the first time ever um, I, I uh, stepped on the American soil. Mm -hmm. I see. <laughs> and, uh, it's been exciting. I'm 20 years old. Oh, and, wow. um, um, and uh, very little English. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I, I still um, don't know how we make <laughs> that great sound. Mm -hmm. but but since you know, that's a matter of music. Mm -hmm. Once you um, get together in the studio, mm -hmm. and all those uh, really uh, ambitious musicians, mm -hmm. and I, uh, we feel that something like the same, and um, um, and we made it. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to explain what it happened. It is like a you know chemical. Um, reaction maybe, mm -hmm. but it's um, we we had a great time. I see. Well, so this this record's really incredible because you're bringing in elements from I think from where you grew up in Aomori. These elements from the traditional music there, the the festival music, mm -hmm. and you're kind of mixing the blues with also the kind of singing that they do there in Aomori with the festivals. Um, right. could you, could you, and uh, could you tell us about how and why you kind of wanted to combine you know, these these elements together? Um, uh, before I made uh, the first album, I was thinking about myself. Um, I, I was it was a good time mm -hmm. to uh, you know appropriate time to think of uh, who I am. Mm -hmm. And I immediately I thought, oh, you know, I'm I was born and raised in Japan, mm -hmm. and uh, Aomori was a place I I grew up and uh, I really love mm -hmm. that uh, place. Mm -hmm. The um, uh, Nebuta Festival is a huge um, um, event mm -hmm. for Aomori, city of Aomori, mm -hmm. and I really love that rhythm. And uh, um, the melody, mm -hmm. and then so I decided to uh, use mm -hmm. because that's that was part of my um, blood. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, great. So I'd like to try. I'd like to play a song from the record uh, "Denwasen," which is a really popular song of yours. It's very funky. It's, mm -hmm. It has a very uh, like an Americana element, but you're also bringing in your own. Japanese elements. Could you tell us a little bit about this song? Um, yeah, Demosan is a, a still uh, it's a, a one of my favorite songs, and uh, uh, it's not easy to play. <laughs> 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 um, but uh, I I think of, there is some uh, kind of um, what do you call it a groove mm -hmm. in it. Yes, definitely. So I, I just so. Uh, we want you to uh, feel it. Mm -hmm. that. Okay, sure. So I'm going to play Denwa-sen from the uh, um, 1976 uh, Akiko Yano record, Japanese Girl. So, um, Akiko-san, can you tell us a little bit about listening to this song again? Does it bring back any memories? Or 
Anything like that? Yeah. Um, about this song? Yes. Well, it's it's called the Downless Hand. It's a telephone line. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I, I, um, um, to uh, explain about uh, what I wrote about was uh, on on. <laughs> it's like a, you know, conversation mm-hmm. carries uh, the telephone line carries um, uh, conversation. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's 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 like a you know visible mm-hmm. um, <laughs> thing. Just, I'm okay. so sorry. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this is probably uh, from a long time ago, so I know it's but hard. If I, if I if I write it, uh-huh. uh, thinning, um, you know, now 2019, mm-hmm. uh, it should be a you know Wi-Fi network or mm-hmm. something. <laughs> so you were 19 when you wrote that song? No. I, Oh, 19? You were 20? Yeah, oh, yeah, that's, that's right, that, yeah, 19. That's yeah. incredible, yeah. that's truly incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd like to play another song from this record, which is very symbolic of um, how you bring the East and West together. It's the mm-hmm. um, uh, the Funamachi song, Yeah. and uh, Funamachi Uta. So this is based on a traditional Nebuta festival music, then? Uh, that's right, yes, based on that. So uh, you, you you kind of made your own version of it. Is that how how it worked? Well, um, you know there are two versions of Funamachi Uta mm-hmm. in Japanese world. Well, which one are you talking about? Um, I'm going to play the part one version. Part one. Part one is uh, uh, more Japanese. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, um, and I got uh, the real people uh, who uh, who played the. Um, that uh, Hue, mm-hmm. um, bamboo flute, and um, um, the Japanese traditional drama, mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, played by the first, per- uh, the same person. Mm-hmm. But um, so it sounded really real because it was played by real people. Okay. Yes. So you had local Aomori musicians play the flute and the taiko drums. Yes. And you played piano with them at the same time. Right. Yeah, so yeah, let's listen to Funamachi Uta Part 1. It really, it's a really unique song. You can hear Yano-san's um, really virtual, virtuoso piano playing as well as the, uh, the local players from, um, from Aomori. So let's listen to Funamachi Uta Part 1. Thank okay. you. So that was Funamachi Uta, part one, from yes. Yano Akiko-san's uh, first album, Japanese Girl. Mm-hmm. What an incredible song. Um, Thank you. So I'd like to move on to your next album, uh, mm-hmm. or next two albums, actually, Irohani mm-hmm. Kompeto and also Tokimeki. So yes. I think from these two records, you started in- incorporating um, a lot of electronics and synthes- synthesizers. 
That's true, yes. Yeah, so I wanted to ask you um, what sparked your interest in using these instruments, uh, you know, coming from, you know, playing acoustic piano and yeah, mm-hmm. why, you, why you liked using electronics? Um, well, I, I always um, wanted to uh, explore uh, something that I've never been. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, um, well, and the synthesizer was uh, um, nice to uh, get in. Because uh, that carries more uh, tones in the sound, mm-hmm. which I could not uh, make when playing on playing a piano. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I was um, I just enjoyed you know playing uh, with um, playing around with mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. yeah. Were you introduced to synthesizers through people like um, Harumi Hosono and, and Matsutake san who was in charge of the synthesizer from YMO, or did you just um, find it on your own? Um, well, well, it might be that the same time that I mm-hmm. uh, was getting close to YMO, mm-hmm. and uh, I was more uh, getting into. Uh, more electronic thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, I think um, I um, happen to know Matsutake san uh, through uh, YMO. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, he helped you when using the synthesizers on these two records? Oh, yes, uh, a lot. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I'd like to play uh, the song Ai Ai Gasa from this album which I really love from um, the album Irohani Kompeto from 1977 it's, yeah. a, it's a really funky tune but you can hear some really great synthesizer work and so Ai Ai Gasa is a song originally by Harumi Hosono's band Happy End right? Uh, yes that's right Yeah. why did you decide to do a cover of this song and do it in the way you did it? I always uh, love to play and sing Harumi's um, songs mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> for years I announced that <laughs> I am the uh, the I am the one uh, who sang her uh, I mean, his songs mm-hmm. uh, most mm-hmm. in the whole world. Mm-hmm. Listen, and that was true I always um, play and song mm-hmm. uh, that's sing his songs mm-hmm. and why is one of them mm. okay so um i will play ai ai gasa from the album irohani kompeto from 1977 <laughs> such a funky tune so so Akiko-san do you remember what synthesizers you used on this on this song um I think this whole album uh was sorry um Moog 3C the huge 
um, is it, it looks like a um, it, it looks like a shelf. Mm-hmm.、Um, wow. <laughs> so you had to program and create the tones、uh, yourself. No,、them. I didn't do that.、Uh, that that was all from uh, uh, Matsutake-san.、Okay. He was a programmer, and、um, mm-hmm. yeah,、so、he was the synth wizard for Waymo and you guys. Yes, but then I all I did was uh, just uh, tell him what kind of sound that I、uh, pursued.、Mm-hmm. Uh, he was is this like this? Is this like this? And、mm-hmm. then no, no, no. Yes, yes, yes. And then yeah, it was a time consuming, but it's um, um very very、uh, nice、uh, mm-hmm. interchange of uh, uh, you know making music.、Mm-hmm. So、um, was it around this time that you started working with?、Um, uh, were you asked to be in YMO around this time, or is it a little, little bit later? Um. I remember.、Um, it, it may be、um, a little later. I see. Yeah. Okay. How how did how did that come up? Did did、um, Harry Hosono say、uh, we we're, we're going to go on tour, so we want you to be in our band, or how did that happen?、Um, I think the year of nineteen seventy.、Um, I don't know seventy seven or seventy eight.、Um, I. Formed、uh, the group of musicians to do a concert tour, and um, um, Haromi, uh, uh, he was the bass player,、mm-hmm. and he said,、um, "You know, we're just about.、Uh, he was just about to、uh, form a band called、uh, Yellow Magic Orchestra."、Mm-hmm. I thought, "Oh, okay, well." <laughs> <laughs> Um, once you get a record,、uh, you know, let me know.、Mm-hmm. That. So、um, at that time, he and、uh, other members are、um, my uh, backups,、mm-hmm. right? And、uh, at the same time, that they started to do a tour.、Um, eventually, it's gonna, it was a, a world tour.、Mm-hmm. I、uh, I was the helper、mm-hmm. for. People section and I now I、uh, I was in the back.、Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, when you see the videos of、um, YMO back then and the, tour, the the concert footage, like you, you, I mean, Akiko Yano is probably like the, you know, she she really stands out. She's dancing a lot and she's singing, <laughs> and she was definitely you know where, what people were looking at. But what was it like? You know, I think you guys were kind of the first band from Japan ever to. Travel outside of the country and around the world.、Uh, what was that like, and how did that affect you?、Um, well, on the stage, I, I always, always had a good time.、Mm-hmm. So、uh, I, I danced and then sang, and, and that was a.、Uh, it's, it's it truly a、uh, you know natural act for myself, and、um, and being the. Being on the road、uh, was not really easy because、uh, um, you know it's totally different from、uh, traveling in the、uh, in Japan.、Mm-hmm. It's a you know small country,、mm-hmm. <laughs> but when you're on the world tour,、um, it's a transportation wide,、mm-hmm. and、uh, um, it's just. Uh, it was the first time ever for all of us.、Mm-hmm. 
And uh, but every places uh, we had a good time, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, it, the most of the time, the audience uh, was uh, kind of you know mixed reaction. Mm-hmm. Some of them really uh, enjoyed, mm-hmm. looks like, and uh, some of them are kind of perplexed. <laughs> <laughs> What are they doing? <laughs> I traveled with uh, those huge synthesizers, mm-hmm. so massive, mm-hmm. and so um, we sometimes we had a very serious uh, problems with uh, those analog synthesizers. It's just very very sensitive. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of things happened. Um, we uh, still had a good time, mm-hmm. and we are young. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So you guys were in your early 20s when this happened? Yes. Okay, wow. I'd like to play a song from that era, um, the song Tangpu, which is on your album, your fourth album, Gohanga Dektayo. Okay. Um, and so this was originally a YMO song that you did a cover of for this album, right? That's right. Why did you decide to do uh, this song on, on this record? Um, I love this tune, um, composed by... Uh, Ryuichi Sakamoto. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, you know, I, I just wanted to um, play and mm-hmm. sing, so I put the words in that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so you did a different version of uh, of Tangpu than the YMO right. version, right? You, you put your mm-hmm. own lyrics to it. Right. Do you remember, I mean, this is such a heavy dance dance tune, but do you remember what kind of synthesizers you used or how you got that really funky dance sound from this song? Well, still, uh, we had Matsutake song, mm-hmm. Move 3C, mm-hmm. and also um, lots of uh, more you know, portable ones. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe uh, the Prophet 5 mm-hmm. the the mostly used. I see. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to play Tang Pu from the album Gohanga Dekitao. This is a stomper if you haven't heard it, so be ready to be blown away. Here is Tang Pu. Song. So this is Tang Pu, uh, Yano Akiko's version um, of the famed uh, YMO track. Um, so this this album, uh, the title is Gohanga Dektayo, which means the, uh, your food is ready. And yeah. you often have uh, food in your uh, your song titles, like Ramen uh, Tabetai or other songs. <laughs> are you are you a big foodie? Are you uh, are are you a good person? Or well, um, I'm not really. Picky about the <laughs> but uh, yeah, I like to eat mm-hmm. like every so yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this album uh, was uh, produced, co-produced uh, by uh, Ryuichi Sakamoto, right? Mm-hmm. So, what was it like working with um, you know Ryuichi Sakamoto and the other guys from uh, YMO on this album? Uh, yeah, um, um, but it was like a, you know. Uh, we're working uh, with the you know family, mm-hmm. and uh, part of that the real family. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, it was fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. You were already married to uh, Sakamoto-san at this point. Um, 
soon right after this album of Gohan ga dekita yo, yes. Okay, I see. Okay, so uh, while we're on the, this album, um, Gohan ga dekita, I have to play another song from it. It was a big hit song from、uh, Yano san. It's called Hitotsu Dake. And、mm-hmm. um, it's one of your biggest tunes. Could you tell me a little bit about how this song came about? Well,、uh, it was originally it was for、uh, some other people like、mm-hmm. Agnes Chan. Oh, yeah, you wrote it for Agnes Chan. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And、uh, she recorded in, in the, one of the, her albums.、Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just happened to play it and in one of my concerts.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> I never forget the, the,、uh, the drummer was Yukihiro Takahashi from w a i i And he immediately,、uh, in, in, after I played the song, he immediately came to me and said, Akiko, this is a great song. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> it was teared.、Mm-hmm. And I said,、like, Oh, yeah? <laughs> So, this song is.、Yeah, I see.、Yeah. But this song is really interesting because when you listen to the melodies, it's very pop, it's very accessible. But the, the、mm-hmm. beginning of the song has a very unique melody, like kind of a jazz, kind of even an avant garde、um, phrasing you use on the, on the keyboard. How did that come about? Oh, really? I don't know. So, <laughs> <laughs>、uh, it's, uh, it, it was so you know, natural to me.、Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll play the song.、Um, maybe our listeners can decide whether it's、uh, you know, kind of unusual or not. So I'm going to play the song Hitotsu Dake, one of、uh, Akiko Yano's biggest hits from the album Gohan ga Dekiteo. All right. So that was Hitotsu Dake from the album Gohan ga Dekteo, incredible song. <laughs> so,、um, when you worked with uh, uh, your co producer on this record, Ryuchi Sakamoto, who was later your husband,、um, how, did, how did you guys work together? I mean, you guys are both pianists, both composers. How did you influence each other、um, you know, musically?、Um, well, it's.、Uh, hmm. It's,、uh, it was not really hard、uh, for me.、Uh, I don't know about him, but, <laughs> <laughs> but as a, you know, we were、uh, family, but, it,、uh, but at the same time,、uh, we were individually、um, uh, you know, different musicians.、Mm-hmm. So, um, and we, maybe.、Uh, um, We respect each, each other、mm-hmm. very much. So、uh, that was the key、um, mm-hmm. to get a well balanced, I guess.、Mm-hmm. I see. 
Okay, so um, I want to talk about your next album, Tadaima, which is probably your most uh, techno-pop-sounding album in your career. It right. has very strong elements from, you know, techno-pop mm-hmm. and YMO. Mm-hmm. Um, but can you tell us about, you know, what, what was your concept for going into this record? Um, it was right after I uh, got, uh, kind of, you know, hit mm-hmm. uh, by Harusaki Kobeni. Um, mm. that's, um, that's one of my audience favorites. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> but I was kind of a, um, a little, little confused about, uh, this instant fame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, so, uh, um, my reaction was, um, not to follow the mm-hmm. same direction that the, the people wanted me to be in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I um, made songs for, um, I composed some songs for children's poems, mm-hmm. uh, which, which is not really, you know, popular act for <laughs> the record company. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, I, but I did it anyway. Mm-hmm. So uh, you had a children's choir on this album, right? Um, yeah, choir. And also... Uh, um, um, it, I, I put the um, songs <clears throat> for the um, children's poem book, mm-hmm. and uh, and also, uh, you know, uh, still um, I was with uh, YMO, mm-hmm. so the sound was really you know techno puppy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'd like to play the song Harusaki Kobeni. This was a big song on a, a on a cosmetic. Um, commercial in Japan, yeah. so it was very pop, but it was also you know had some kind of uh, like experimental elements to it. But how did you how how did the song come about? Did the com- did the company f- for the cosmetic company ask you to make a song, or did you, did you already have it? Or? No, um, it was my idea, but it's, um, uh, I think this song particularly uh, played by uh, Your Magic Orchestra. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 very 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 YMO, mm-hmm. and as um, I think the 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 song chose the sound. Mm, I see. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we will hit you with Harusaki Kobeni. So that was Harusaki Kobeni from the album um, Tadaima, a mm-hmm. really big hit from um, Yano Akiko and really put her in the mainstream in Japan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, uh, this song uh, made you very famous, but I think after a little bit after this, um, YMO broke up. And then, mm-hmm. um, so from albums like um, Oesu, Oesu and also Togen and Wagaya, did you want to kind of take a different direction? Did you want to go maybe outside of uh, the techno-pop realm and do something different? I think so. Um, but I, you know, originally I started as a, a more of a pro, uh, improvising um, sound mm-hmm. and uh, playing um, based on jazz. Mm-hmm. I was not a jazz musician, but I... Uh, you know, jazz was uh, the big uh, passion. Mm-hmm. So um, I was, um, 
I was choosing some um, you know, different direction, mm-hmm. um, and uh, slowly I got into more uh, playing, really, mm-hmm. real playing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, the album um, from 1986, Togen Oagaya, is also uh, you know one of Yano-san's masterpieces, um, mm-hmm. and it was co-produced by Sakamoto-san again, but... Um, could you tell me about the song David? This was a big uh, hit in Japan also because it was used for a Japanese sitcom called uh, Yappari Neko Gaski. We, we still love cats. <laughs> My favorite. Yeah, it's, it's one of our favorite songs. Um, yeah, can you tell us about um, how this song came about? Um, it was, um, I, I was really inspired by the story, mm-hmm. the life story of King David in the Bible. Mm. Yeah, he his life was like uh, you know when you read it, it's so action packed mm-hmm. and so much of uh, fame and uh, um, um, and uh, he hit the bottom of his life and uh, so um, the David is a very attractive person to me mm-hmm. and I felt like I, he is my friend. Mm-hmm. So that's the the basis of the song. Okay. And uh, my wife, Akiko, who has the same name as you, she wanted to ask mm-hmm. you if you actually like cats or not. Cats? cats. Of course. Of course. <laughs> you do have... I used to have cats. <laughs> okay, great. <Hey>. <laughs> right <laughs> now, I only have one. Okay. What about you? We have two cats. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> so we're all cat people here. So, yes. <laughs> so we're going to play uh, um, another one of uh, Yano-san's big hits, David. So that was the song David from the album Togen Wagaya, a really popular song from um, uh, Akiko Yano's uh, catalog. So um, I, we're running out of time. Um, it's, it's, it's impossible to talk about your 40-year career in just one hour. So we need to jump way uh, more, to, more closer to where we are at, at now. And I wanted to ask you about uh, the project you did with um, Rei Harakami in 2007. You guys oh, wow. formed a group called Yanokami. Yes. And you guys made some really interesting, um, really fascinating, you know, electronic music with your, your, your vocals. Um, could you tell me about how this project came about and what you liked about um, Ray Harakami as a producer? Well, I mean, the first time I um, listened to his sound was uh, the band called Kuruli. Mm-hmm. And he, um, they used this uh, person, uh, Ray Harakami, and I Im- instantly I thought, oh wow, I got I I found a genius, mm-hmm. and I really wanted to play uh, to make make something with him. Mm-hmm. So I I, I called him. Mm, wow, okay. He was stunned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and I said, hey, we should play together. We should mm-hmm. make a band. Wow. And he was like, oh okay okay, <laughs> and, um yeah, but I so. I'm so proud of this project, mm-hmm. and I still love uh, uh, one of my best work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, when I was uh, living in Japan, I got to DJ with Three Harakami at various events, and he was a very humble, 
really, oh, yeah. really a very humble person, really beautiful yes, soul. Unfortunately, yeah. he passed away in 2011. Right. Mm. But um, I want to play the song uh, Sayonara, the English version. Um, mm-hmm. Do you remember anything from this, This uh, you know, working with him on this song? Um, it, it, was, it was very, very smooth. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, um, we never had uh, uh, arguments or mm-hmm. something like that. But mm-hmm. it's um, always, you know, again, it's a respect. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to play the song Sayonara from uh, Akiko Yano and Ray Harakami's project, Yano Kami. song Sayonara from the project Yanokami, which was a collaboration collaboration between Akiko Yano and Rei Harakami. I'm crying. <laughs> Such an incredible song. So Me too. So yeah, it's, uh, it's really interesting that so you you've you've had a 40 year plus career, and so you're still searching for new musicians and li- listening to new electronic music. Then, ah, uh, yeah, try to. Yeah, it's really great that um, you know you. you I because I, I never knew how you guys came together. So it's interesting that you actually called him. Yeah. <laughs> so unfortunately, we're, we're running out of time. But um, so hopefully, we wanted to ask you: Are you going to be touring soon, or are you going to be you know playing your maybe your um, early music um, live? Do you have any plans for that? Well, um, my latest will be. Um, uh, playing in New York City mm-hmm. uh, in, in uh, next month. Yes. Okay. But I'm, I'm so sorry that I uh, had uh, no other date for mm-hmm. cities in the U.S. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to, you know, come by in L.A. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, we'd love to, uh, you know, have you come play, come yeah, to come to please, L.A. and please. and perform your music. Yeah. Oh, once I got it, I definitely let me let you know. Okay. Sure. <laughs> So I guess to wind down, if you could, um, you know, give us a message for our listeners and, uh, yeah, people who are discovering your music right now, maybe. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, but uh, well, thank you so much uh, for having me. And I really enjoyed um, uh, being here, being in your show. And tell, uh, because, um, you know, you uh, gave me um, an opportunity to look back when I did what I have done. <laughs> And, uh, and but eventually, I really love that. <laughs> Great! It was such an honor talking to you. You know, we grew up listening to your music on on TV and on the radio and stuff in Japan, and so it's kind of a very strange, uh, surreal feeling talking <laughs> to you here. <laughs> yeah, but I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much, Akiyano-san. Thank you so much. And, Amazing time. Thank and you. so we'll end off with uh, the rest of this song, Sayonara. Okay. Thank good. you. So, thank you so much, Anderson. Thank you. Bye. Bye. In conversation was produced by Dub Lab, a nonprofit radio station broadcasting live from Los Angeles since 1999. Sound editing and theme song by Matea Bain. For more programming, visit dublab.com. And thank you for listening.